We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for October 18th, 2015. Today, just a basically just trying to keep up with the um, breaking current events from the last week. And first report we have for today is entitled U.S. Drops Ammo to Muslim Syrian, quote, Syrian rebels days before Russian embassy in Damascus is hit by rockets. With the mainstream media via CNN finally admitting the situation in Syria is nothing more than a proxy war between the U.S. and Russia, and the New York Times specifying that it is U.S.-made weaponry that is turning the Syrian conflict into a proxy war, the latest events show that we have finally reached the point of no return. Multiple news outlets recently reported that the Pentagon suspended part of their Syrian rebel training program after some of those fighters that the U.S. trained and equipped handed over six U.S.-issued trucks along with weapons and ammunition to the Al-Qaeda-backed Al-Nusra Front. Um, what the U.S. hasn't suspended after their $500 million taxpayer-funded um, program backfired and turned into a public humiliation was the equipping of the Syrian rebels portion of the program, as shown with recent reports of the U.S. paradropping 50 tons of ammo to the so-called rebels. So they helped to create them, ISIS in particular. They helped to train them. They have helped to um, arm them, get them into vehicles, get them everything that they need, protect them. We've documented this over and over again. Um, without the U.S. and, as we'll see, Britain and the other countries helping this, but particularly the U.S. at the spearheading this, there is no way ISIS would have ever um, been able to do what they've, they've been able to pull off. There is no way they would have been a... Um, who knows if they would have ever even been created if, if it wasn't for primarily uh, the U.S. helping that through, through via the Obama administration. Um, they had everything to do with this, and um, Russia... And, and the people in the countries or whatever that are helping Russia, or the factions that are helping Russia, have finally stepped in and said, no, uh, we're not going to let this go on any longer. We're going to, you know, annihilate ISIS. And I'm not praising Russia or deifying Putin or anything, but they've been intelligent enough to see that for what it is and now they're going in there and the thing is, is they're like hey help us out you know Let, let's uh help us to do this usa and and the usa wants nothing to do with it essentially you know even though theoretically and technically they should be saying you know go russia go and all of this other stuff well no because the u.s has been through via the u.n and in in britain and these types of places are the ones that have actually made all this happen so that they could destabilize the Middle East, so they could put in more radical regimes that could be controlled, so that ultimately they could have their World War III scenario, everything going against Israel, and to bring their order out of chaos. So going further, it has been revealed that the Royal Air Force has been given the green light to shoot down Russian fighter jets that are currently... Uh, running a bombing campaign while this has reportedly infuriated moscow the uk 
Express reports. Add to that the newly released reports that China has told their Russian allies that they will join in, in on the bombing in Syria from the aircraft carrier, from their aircraft carrier. And what we have here, ladies and gentlemen, is a situation that brings the entire world to the very brink of World War III. Yeah, potentially it does. Just taking into account the four main players here, U.S., Russia, China, and the U.K., I look at the global fire, firepower, which ranks countries by military strength, which is actually a website, Global Firepower. There's a link to it here. We see that the four of the top five in the rankings are now actively involved in the Syrian conflict. So four out of the five top firepower nations on the planet are all actively involved in the Syrian conflict. And two are on one side and two are on the other. So... Yes, this, this could escalate very easily, um, it seems. The U.S. is ranked number one, Russia two, China three, and the U.K. five. So we have the world's most dangerous players divided into groups and working against each other. And all are also nuclear powers. Um, anyone else seen the implications and extreme danger of the situation? So we have that. And then I know there was Putin was on this week, or, or they, they played various clips of him basically saying... Um, in a diplomatic way, what was the United States and these types of people thinking, arming the very rebels that we're now fighting, arming ISIS that we're now fighting? And they can, they can say, oh, well, we meant it to go into like the, the moderate rebels hands. It just ended up in, that's, that's a bunch of lies and garbage. They're exactly where they need to be. And we're going to, when we have proven that we're going to prove it again today. And they're just being called out on that. So our wicked, evil government is so evil and twisted and wicked, they're arming the most evil devils on the planet Earth right now, ISIS, that are systematically beheading, killing, slaying, raping their way wherever they have access to go and killing, targeting Christians or other people they would term as infidels. And that is by design, because Obama, because his New World Order handlers, because the United Nations wants to see that area in total chaos. They want that for the whole earth. They want to bring their order out of chaos. They want to see Christians killed. They want to see that area destabilized. They want to see women raped. They, they want to see children raped. That's what their goal is. That's how sick and evil our government in America is. Just to name one, and not to mention you've got Britain, you've got the United Nations and the countries working with them. But America's at the spear tip. Okay, so going further, next report, and I just alluded to this, but this is a little more <clears throat> specific knowledge. Uh, the Obama administration just dropped 50 tons of ammo. <laughs> 50 tons of ammo for Syrian rebels also known as moderate al-Qaeda. After his moderate training mission ended in abject failure, the U.S. spent $500 million to train four or five fighters, supposedly. That's a catastrophic failure. This massive ammo drop comes amidst the reports that ISIS has a large cache of U.S. weapons and missiles. Again, just confirms everything we said. We're arming them. We're equipping them. We're protecting them. And that's why 
the U.S. hates what Russia is doing with these, uh, you know, annihilating ISIS there. They hate it because that's their that's who they've put all this money, time, and effort into. And Russia's undoing that. Obama is arming the jihadists, but wants to take our guns away. Of course. Of course. If it's wicked and it's evil, this administration will be firmly behind it. Iraqi forces combating uh, ISIS or IS or ISIL, whatever you want to call them, are said to have found a stockpile of U.S. weapons, including ammunition and anti-armor missiles hidden at sites controlled by terrorist forces. It's all our stuff. Because we're arming them. Is Obama taking on Putin or aiding ISIS or both? Well, obviously he's... I don't, I'm not going to say he's taking on Putin, but he's obviously <laughs> been aiding ISIS, helped to create him the whole nine yards. Uh, Obama is pouring kerosene into a raging fire. May God rain down his fury on this wickedness, on these devils behind this, that all men would see in fear and declare the work of God. Next report, ISIS Toyota trucks were supplied by the U.S. State Department. This was this week, too. Okay, Mystery solved. Just last year, it was reported that the U.S. State Department had been sending in fleets of specially, specifically Toyota brand trucks into Syria to whom they claimed was the, quote, free Syrian army. Again, lies. All ended up in ISIS's hands. The U.S. or, or some other terrorist factions that were fighting with them. The U.S. Foundation-funded Public Radio International reported in a 2014 article titled, This one, this that was the name of the article, is this one Toyota pickup truck is at the top of the shopping list for the Free Syrian Army and the Taliban. Uh, in that report we read, Recently when the U.S. State Department resumed sending non-lethal aid to Syrian rebels, the delivery list included 43 Toyota trucks. Hulk. Heluxes, I believe is how they're pronounced. Heluxes were on the Free Syrian Army's wish list. Abai Shanbander, a Washington-based advisor to the Syrian National Coalition, is a fan of this truck. He said specific equipment like the Toyota Heluxes are what we refer to as force enablers for the moderate opposition forces on the ground. Uh, he went on to say... The U.S. supplied pickups will be delivering troops and supplies in a battle. Some of the fleet will be, will even be, uh, come battlefield weapons. And here we have pictures, one after another, of these same exact trucks that were supplied by our government, by the U.S. State Department, with 50 cows mounted on them and ISIS, um, the whole black thing, some of the pictures, I mean, fleets of these trucks with ISIS in driving them, ISIS arming the guns um, in huge convoys. So again, our government couldn't have done any more to enable these disgusting pigs from the pit of hell in order to, you know, for them to implement their Islamic version of jihad. Couldn't have done any more. Here's another picture, and they've got these these trucks, that, and, and there's different variations of them, but they're all fleets of the same trucks every time you see these pictures. ISIS, totally blessed, dressed in black with the ISIS flags, 
one by one, fleets of them as far as the eye can see, all of these ISIS devils in the beds of the pickup waving their black ISIS flags. <clears throat> you know, thank you, UN and Obama administration and all these other wicked evil devils behind this. The British government also admittedly supplied a number of vehicles to terrorists fighting inside of Syria. The British Independence 2013 article entitled Revealed what the West has given Syria's rebels, reported that so far the UK has sent around 8 million pounds of non-lethal aid, according to official papers by the Independent, comprising of five 4x4 vehicles with ballistic protection. So these are armor-plated ones, <laughs> in that case. 20 sets of body armor, of course, because you have to protect ISIS. You know, you want to make sure they live as long as possible so they can kill, steal, rape, and pillage and behead as many Christians as possible or to topple whatever regime they want out of there, in this case, Assad. Um, also, uh, four trucks, six 4x4 SUVs, five non-armored pickups, one recovery vehicle, four forklifts, 130 solar-powered batteries, 400 radios, water purification, and rubbish collection kits, laptops, VSAT, small satellite systems for data communication. These... These devils from that are in ISIS right now could have never pulled off any of this stuff on their own. They're not capable of it. These people are like cavemen. They're savages. They're not capable of this level of organization. Just look at the Middle East, how disarray it is in typically. And and now they're all some lean, mean fighting machine with all of these the, the same branded trucks and they've got all of the... Well, it's all coming from... The U.S., America, uh, Britain, you know, it's just, I mean, I, treason isn't a strong enough word for what's going on here. And I give you three different pictures. If you click on the main link, there's way more than that. Um, but it's it's different fleets of these Toyota trucks with, they're all the same, and it's just got a boatload of people from ISIS waving their black flags in the back. Identical Toyota trucks. It's fair to say that whatever pipeline the U.S. State Department and the British government used to supply terrorists in Syria with these trucks was also likely used to send additional vehicles before and after these reports were made public. Yeah, of course. So the mystery of how hundreds of identical brand new ISIS-owned Toyota trucks have made it into Syria is solved. Well, I knew when the story broke. I knew it was coming from us. It's just that, you know... Now it's just pure confirmation. Uh, then you see this, this report. The humiliation, ISIS cowards cut off their beards and run away as Russia uh, and Iran close in. Sunni extremists are now, and again, I'm not praising Russia, I'm not praising Iran, but um, it says Sunni extremists are now shaving off their beards and running for their lives, and there's a whole bunch of pictures of them. All the, like, they've left behind their beards, they've shaved them off, they're running for their lives like the cowards that they are, basically. Now that Russia has initiated the bombing campaign, they're going to have ground troops now. I heard they're going to have Spetsnaz troops, and, and, and I hope they do annihilate them. That would be a wonderful, wonderful thing to happen, uh, because if ISIS is not stopped, if they're not controlled, they will still steal, kill, rape, and pillage their way up across planet Earth. If the Obama administration, if the UN, if Britain has anything to say about it. They're shipping them into all of these countries. 
uh, obviously into Germany, into Hungary, into Sweden. We're going to be, um, we've looked at that. We will be looking at that more. They're shipping them uh, in mass into America, and it's all by design to bring all of those countries down and to subjugate them and to create and bring that order out of chaos for all of those countries so they will have the excuse to implement martial law, so that they will have the excuse to implement Sharia law, so that they can ban First and Second Amendment rights, and to uh, basically say, and talking against ISIS or, or, or Islam in any way, shape, or form is a hate crime, you will be in jail, you will go to the FEMA camp, you know, that's what they want. This is where this is all going with this. Okay, so I am for anything that's going to stop that process. And I do believe that praying about this should be the um, the main way that that has went about. You know, obviously. Um, but these people are bent on pure evil. They will kill women and children and the innocent. They will subjugate them. They will rape them. And they will force the husbands and everyone else to watch them doing it if they get their way. We're dealing with pure evil here. So absolutely I am for this wickedness being stopped. So going further, the reign of terror continues daily. And then this is where they haven't been contained yet. Daily news reports of ISIS atrocities continue to surface. The Islamic State is increasing its beheadings, its crucifixions, its raping, and enslaving of Christians in Syria. Okay, so continuing, the Islamic State is increasing beheadings, crucifixions, raping, and enslaving Christian missionaries in Syria. Now, this is they're, they're doing this everywhere. They can do this. So, in the areas of Syria where they haven't been... Um, uh, beat back via the Russians primarily, uh, they are, you know, they're 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 getting even worse. So again, it's the only way you can deal with somebody like this because they're not going to obviously ever grow a conscience. They're not obviously ever going to um, become moral, upstanding people that you can reason with. These are demon-possessed vessels of Satan bent on the destruction, killing, and enslavement of others. Okay, so there's there's no reasoning with Satan, essentially. Um, reports of one of ISIS's many atrocities are making their way around the world, no thanks to the mainstream Western journalists, though. In August of 2015, ISIS crucified and beheaded 11 or 12 indigenous Christian missionaries after publicly gang-raping the women publicly. The disturbing details of this execution were recently recounted by the missionary's director. ISIS took the missionaries captive in early August after they all refused to renounce Christ and to return to Islam. So I guess they were at one time Islamic. They were converted, got saved, and the missionaries... Um, were now Christians. The missionaries were separated in, into two groups. At one of the locations, ISIS summoned a crowd. Well, then, so then I guess this happened back in August before um, Russia uh, started what they were doing. So again, who, how many, how many, how much of this has been prevented by them being annihilated over there, and, and to whatever extent they have been annihilated? Okay, um, I don't know, but. Whenever ISIS is not allowed to do what they're
bent on doing, obviously you're going to see a massive decrease in the killings and the rapes and the murderings and the beheadings and all of the things that go along with ISIS. Um, at one of the locations, ISIS summoned a crowd and then crucified the missionary team leader and his 12-year-old son, along with two other men and who were all in their 20s. They were all badly brutalized and then crucified. The group's minister leader said uh, they were left on the crosses for two days. No one was allowed to remove them. According to the reports, ISIS militants posted signs by the Christian victims identifying them as, quote, infidels. And the other group of missionaries, including two women, were taken to a different location. Uh, staring down a certain death, these martyrs also refused to convert to Islam. The two Christian women prayed aloud while being publicly gang-raped. The Christian women did. While being publicly gang-raped. Which, according to reports, caused the ISIS abusers to beat them all the more furiously. As relayed by the group's director. Well, ISIS and all of you, you devils, I can assure you there is a special place in hell and the lake of fire for you. The villagers said that some were praying in the name of Jesus. Some said they were praying the Lord's Prayer. The others said some of them lifted up their heads to be to commend their spirits to Jesus, like, like Jesus did on the cross, basically. One of the women looked up and um, seemed to be almost smiling as she said, Jesus, the missionaries were beheaded and their bodies were hung on crosses. You know, I mean... It's just, it's like, it just leaves you absolutely horrified, full of righteous indignation, and speechless kind of all at the same time, that, that people could be capable of this level of evil and atrocities, and thinking that they're doing their God's service, which they are, Allah, the moon God, they are doing his service. This is the same evil that forced a child to behead a Syrian soldier in June, and that released numerous videos of medieval and barbaric executions in the past few years. Even as recently as the last week, the news broke that German officials are investigating a young pregnant girl's, quote, honor killing at the hands of her family. The reason? Well, she was gang raped and therefore she was unclean. So then they had to kill her. Of course. I mean, you know. ISIS must be defeated. Christians must be protected. And it is our sacred duty to be heard, and here's a, a, a petition by uh, Jay Seculo um, regarding stopping ISIS's genesis of Christians. I've tried to give out a lot of resources in the uh, past teachings regarding this matter as well, and in, in, in regard to rescuing them and this type of stuff as well. Uh, <clears throat> to, to me, it seems like Psalm 94 is pretty appropriate, increasingly regarding the day and time that we're in, that we're moving into. Um, Psalm 94 says, O Lord God, to whom vengeance belongeth, O God, to whom vengeance belongeth, show thyself. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. Yes, if it be possible, I pray their souls be saved. But God knows the beginning from the end. He knows who's going to get saved and who's not. And obviously the vast majority of of these sick devils from the pits of hell are never going to be saved. They've had their conscience seared with a hot iron, they've been turned over to a reprobate mind, and there's no going back for the vast majority of them. So God knows who can be saved and who will be saved, and I pray to God their souls be saved. I do. But I do not pray that God bless them 
in their wickedness so that they can continue on in their wickedness so that they can continue on raping Christians, raping other people that even aren't Christians, killing the children, raping the children, selling them into sex slavery. I mean, crucifying them, beheading them in public, burning them alive, submerging them in cages and pools of, of, of water so that they all drown to death, mass beheadings. I mean, it's like there's no atrocity that, that they won't, you know, commit. I'm only covering a small percentage. So verse 2 says, Lift up thyself, thou judge of the earth. Render a reward to the proud. Amen. Because when God judges wickedness, good things always happen. Always. There's always people that get saved in that environment that would have normally never gotten saved because there was no fear of God on them. None. The fear of God leadeth thee to repentance. You know, the goodness and severity of God leadeth thee to repentance as well. But in this case, it's going to take severity if there would be any hope of them getting saved. Um, Lord, how long shall the wicked, how long shall the wicked triumph with a question mark? And that's, you know, you know when you see this type of stuff happen over and over, you know, but... That's why these verses are in the Bible. That's why there are imprecatory prayers in the Bible. You know, because there's power in the Word of God. The Word of God will not return void when spoken. And, and I believe they're there for a reason. How long shall they utter and speak hard things and all the workers of iniquity boast themselves? They break in pieces thy people. Exactly what they're doing. Wherever they can. O Lord, and afflict thine heritage. They slay the widow and the stranger, and murder the fatherless. Yet they say the Lord will not see, neither shall the God of Jacob regard it. Understand, ye brutish among the people, and ye fools, when will ye be wise? He that planted the ear shall he not hear, he that formed the eyes shall he not see, he that chasteneth the heathen shall he not correct. He that teacheth man knowledge shall he not know. The Lord knoweth the thoughts of man, that they are vanity. Blessed is the man whom thou chastenest, O Lord, and teachest him out of thy law, that thou mayest give him rest from the days of adversity until the pit be digged for the wicked. And, and again, this is what we're dealing with right now. Their pit is being dug. They're storing up wrath for the day of judgment, as the Bible says. These wicked, evil devils. And their pit is being dug as we speak, as I speak. For the Lord will not cast off his people, neither will he forsake his inheritance. But judgment shall return unto righteousness, and all the upright in heart shall follow it. Who will rise up against me, who will rise up for me against the evildoers? Question mark. Or who will stand up for me against the workers of iniquity? Question mark. God's asking that to his people. You know, uh, we should stand up against evildoers. We should stand up against the workers of iniquity why because it's biblical protecting the women and the children and the innocent and those that cannot defend themselves is is a righteous godly thing new testament or old it is righteous it is godly the bible says he that provideth not for his own house is worse than an infidel 
and it's denied the faith. Providing also means protecting. Okay, so we just don't lay over and let these savages, like let's say this became real personal and they and it was so bad that they were literally invading your house. You just don't lay over in a corner and in in like a bowl of of jelly and let them come in and kill, steal, and rape. And and if you want to know more about that, Kean uh, biblical resistance or resistance. I did a whole study on biblical resistance to tyranny. Um, I have a file I can send on that as well, where we look at that in depth. Um, going further, it says, Unless the Lord had been my help, my soul had almost dwelled in silence. When I said, My foot slippeth, thy mercy, O Lord, held me up. In the multitude of my thoughts within me, thy comforts delight my soul. Shall the throne of iniquity have fellowship with thee? which frameth mischief by a law. And all of this garbage that Obama is doing in the UN, in Britain, to enable these devils to train them, to equip them, to create them, to arm them, to protect them, they are framing mischief by a law. Okay, in other words, the law has become corrupt. There is no true justice. There is no true righteousness in our government, particularly at the top, particularly with the United Nations, which is, you know, the coming one world governing, one world order body that we're looking at. But none of that has any fellowship with God, this throne of iniquity, okay, and it will be overthrown. Then it says, they gather themselves together against the soul of the righteous and condemn the innocent blood. That's exactly what ISIS does every day. But the Lord is my defense, and the rock, and, and my God is the rock of my refuge, and shall bring upon them their own iniquity, and shall cut them off in their own wickedness. Yea, the Lord our God shall cut them off. So they are they are going to be cut off, and this is something that needs to be, I believe, prayed about regarding that, um, because. <laughs> These people left to themselves, man, if, 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 if the devil could just work through them and they were not stopped and they were not hindered in any way, shape, or form, obviously it would be, you know, they'd kill everybody on planet Earth if they could that didn't adhere to their belief system. So I've also uh, put in here my teaching on imprecatory prayer, Psalm 64, God's judgment on wickedness in a Christian's door of hope. And, you know, some would say, well, why, why do you emphasize that so much? Well, it's because... I tend to emphasize what other churches never, ever, ever talk about. So I'm trying to fill a niche or a gap biblically that is never, hardly ever talked about. In your modern 501c3 lukewarm church, corporate church yoked up with America, clergy response team yoked up with FEMA and Homeland Security, they're not going to talk about this type of stuff. So I'm going to talk about it even more. I'm going to emphasize it even more. Disproportionately in my ministry because it's not being talked about in 99.9% of the lukewarm corporate churches out there. And if it was, I wouldn't even have to do this job. But it's it's not being done. I'm not saying nobody's not doing but I mean very, very few. Um, the Doctors Without Borders came out this week with the new charge on the hospital strike because they were they had a huge hospital strike and, and that was by our own government they they killed um, a ton of people where these doctors without borders were operating 
and they're saying it is a premeditated massacre now by the Obama administration. So they're over there doing something good. The Obama administration comes in with, I believe it was jet fighters or whatever, and annihilate the hospital. They work all these people dead, all these people from Doctors Without Borders dead. And Doctors Without Borders saying is, is based on the evidence that is coming out now, we are saying that it is a premeditated massacre by the Obama administration. So anybody over there doing good, they're gonna we're we're gonna go after, we're gonna annihilate. Anybody doing absolute extreme wickedness like ISIS, we're gonna arm them, we're gonna train them, we're gonna protect them, we're gonna give them nice new Toyotas, we're gonna give 50, 50 million ton or whatever it was, fifty uh, million dollars in ammo drops to them. I mean, you know. Next report: Sweden close to collapse thanks to Islam. In the last two weeks. Um, more than 1,000 unaccompanied refugee children have arrived in Germany via ferry. Uh, more than half of them are now vanished and are listed as missing. In the last few weeks, the central tr train station in Sweden's third largest city, Malmo, has been overrun with these um, invading hordes of, of Muslims. The volunteers... Uh, that were for the first day showed up with food and water and clothes, thinking that oh we're how wonderful we are we're gonna we're gonna um, give these people all the stuff have now seemed to have lost interest. Well, why? Because they they spit on you, they throw feces on you, they throw urine in your face, they they take the water and the food and all that stuff they're giving you, and they trample it underfoot. They're the most ungrateful, evil people these people have ever witnessed. So of course they're gonna lose interest. It will not be long until the Swedes realize that the state will, will not look after them. The country that just 20 years ago was considered one of the safest, most affluent countries in the world is now in danger of becoming a failed state. And that was the reason why I think Sweden was targeted. Maybe it, it, it was one of the most affluent and safest in the world. We can't have that in the New World Order. We have to have destabilization. We have to have chaos. We have to have evil. We have to have killing. We have to have raping. We have to have, you know... Everybody's subjugated and in fear all of the time. And this is what they want to export to every single corner of the planet. This is what Satan wants to do. And he's doing it through the United Nations, through the Obama administration, through that Peter Sutherland guy in the UN, through Britain, and, and whoever else is enabling this to happen. Sweden is fast approaching a complete collapse. More and more municipalities are raising the alarm that if migrants keep coming at this pace... The government can no longer guarantee normal service to its citizens. In addition, ominous statements from government officials have left the Swedes in fear of what tomorrow may bring. Um, then you've got this report. New airline to fly Muslim uh, Muslims migrants in directly into Sweden. Flights normally reserved for tourists will now be repurposed. They're not getting enough people these Muslim invader hordes in there quick enough so that they can start all their killing and raping and pillaging. They've got to now repurpose airlines that were normally meant for tourists so that they can bring in these Muslim invading hordes. This is the insanity level that is going on on planet Earth. Next report. As part of schoolwork, German children are now required to make their beds cook and clean for the Muslim invaders invading Germany. Part of their schoolwork now. Here's the next report. 
town of 4,000 finds out it will receive 3,000 migrants. So they've got 4,000 people in this German town. And they find out, hey, guess what, guys? You get, you get, you get a nice big satanic sleepover. We're going to send in 3,000 of these Muslim devils to your town. And the lawful citizens of that town are told by their higher-up guy, there's a video of it, that, quote, if you don't like hosting refugees in your town, you can leave the country. End of quote. That's what they said. That's what this devil said to a whole group of these people gathered in the hall. They have the stinking audacity to say that. You can leave your own country because they are priority number one. We're going to give them your houses. We're going to give them all your stuff. We're going to throw you out on the streets. And if you don't like it, you can leave the country. And don't you dare say a word against these wonderful Muslim invading hordes, throwing feces in their urine and raping the women at night in these in these uh, German asylum camps and wherever that they can do that. If, if the women aren't covered up enough, they're fair game, as they've said. Yeah, this is this is the this is where uh, the the state we find ourselves in here, in the world. So I, I don't have the time to go into all these re reports, but they're all linked here in the PDF that I'm putting out for this teaching. You can click on them. There, you can actually see the um, the the this whole group of people being told this. It's all in German, but they're translating it on on the bottom, and in the reaction. Here's another one. Video: Muslims in Muslim invaders refuse to enter a German shelter. Demand that they get apartments instead. This is not comfortable enough. They said that's just a gym. So here we have people, these same feces and urine-throwing devils that are beating, um, beating up people along the way, um, threatening them with death, assaulting people, the most unthankful evil devils leaving massive amounts of trash behind. And they want the apartments, they want all this right off the bat. They refuse to sleep in a shelter because it's not comfortable enough. They want apartments. Like they deserve anything but death and hell. But evidently they think that they're owed all of this. I mean, talk talk about evil. Talk about evil. And then you have this. Demon-possessed uh, migrant Muslim men force German women into depraved 10 euro a time sex acts. That's what they're doing with the women they can get their hands on in Germany. They're forcing them into basically prostitution. 10 euro at a time sex acts. The most depraved things you could imagine. Okay, so I wasn't even going to go over this, but I'm, I'm going to go over this, this depravity. So if you have any kids, uh, any children, I'd probably say they don't need to hear this, this part. Um, but I think it is important because this needs to be known about because this is coming to a town near you unless this is stopped because this is what they want for all of America as well. Or if you're one of my European listeners and this hasn't quite gotten to you, you, you yet, this is what's coming. And, and as much as you can do in prayer and in educating other people and in pushback to stop this all the better, um, migrant women are being forced to become 10 euro at a time prostitutes in Germany's uh, refugee camps. It has been reported um, 
one victim who fled the center and wished to stay anonymous described the sex acts as bestiality, having sex with animals, and depraved, and added that some of the men, because you know why? Because they're so morally upright, Islam. You know, that, that's always the excuse. The, the, the unclean, infidel dogs that are that are unwashed evidently is how they refer for to us as and they are some of the most sick twisted pigs on the planet you could even possibly imagine but it's okay for them to act this way evidently you know um the men were being treated also these men that were doing this were being treated for diseases such as aids syphilis and tb and who knows what else she also went on to say the men often refused to pay and were just forcefully gang-raping and physically abusing their victims, including threatening them with, quote, acid attacks, which is another thing they love to do, throw acid on the faces of women that don't do exactly what they want them to do and disfigure them for life. And if they did not carry out these sickening sex acts on several men at once, um, while others watched and pleasured themselves. So this is what's going on. And, and uh, if they didn't do that, they were, had acid thrown on them. Another woman who was working as a cleaner, uh, was abused at a center in Germany, which has become a hotbed for crime and depravity. After bravely coming forward, she was examined by doctors who found signs of anal abuse and internal damage, local media said, so she was sodomized by these disgusting pig maggots. She told the doctors that she was raped and urinated on by a gang of up to 20 men. Raped and urinated on by only 20 guys? I mean, what love? Islam truly is a religion of peace and love and goodness and righteousness. I mean, how could any of us argue any of that? Whilst onlookers then laughed at her. She also said why she had not come forward earlier and explained how she had been threatened with violence and was told that her family would be murdered if she told authorities what was happening. You know what I hate? In, in this life about as much as anything i hate bullies and everywhere these maggots go and they're allowed to operate unfettered this is what they do they impose their will they bully they rape they steal they commit the worst sexual most deviant sex crimes you could imagine increasingly involving their own feces and urine i've noticed and they think evidently they're doing god's service it had been better that they had never been born. Much better. Because hell and the lake of fire awaits, you fork-tongued devils from the pits of hell, and may God rain down his fury on you and all your devil ilk. And I do not believe that very many of these devils are redeemable. I'm sorry. Just don't think that's the case. You cross these types of lines... From a perverted sexual angle, you just don't see those people typically repenting a whole lot. I'm not saying it's not possible. I'm just saying we're talking a very, 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 very small fraction. Several migrant men aged between the ages of 20 and 35 have been arrested on suspicion of organizing the sickening attacks on this just this one lady, uh, which took place over 10 days. From next, from next week, the company tasked with cleaning the center said that they would now only send men to work there who were accompanied by armed guards. I mean, that's, that's the only way you can even be around these devils. They're such sick, twisted, disgusting savages. That's the only way you can even be around them. The country, which is braced for around one million asylum seekers this year, has seen a spike 
in violence at registration centers in recent weeks as conditions deteriorate and tempers boil over. Not the tempers of the local people, evidently, but between the rival factions of the mainly aggressive fighting age Muslim men as they vie for control of their new turf. See, it's their new turf. They're the ones taking over. And if you say anything against it, you can leave the country. Or you'll be locked up in jail for a hate crime. Because you dare spoke against this wonderful, wonderful behavior that is going on. And it's not criminal. Why? Because it's Muslim. They can do whatever they want to your wife, to your daughter, to any... They Don't you dare say a word against it. Or you will be in jail. Or you can just leave the country. I mean, this, you, you couldn't get any more insane than this. You couldn't get any more satanically insane. They say, we are fit, young, virile men, Muslim men, looking for, quote, relationships with Western ladies. Yeah. They're really, really gentlemen, I'll tell you. A gentleman doesn't even describe them. I mean, that, that you know, obviously they're of, of the highest caliber people that we're dealing with here that could do something like this. Sex attacks are now said to be an everyday event, while in one state, I mean, they just got into Germany. It's just, I mean, this is just like in the last couple months. Sex attacks are now said to be an everyday event. While in one state alone, there are understood to have been 100 cases of violence in just the last few months. This, of course, only weeks after the swarm of... And how many people aren't even reporting this upon threat of death? Obviously, a ton more. This comes weeks only after the swarm of migrants were telling their new local hosts how grateful they were to be allowed into the West. Well, I haven't heard those reports too much, but on the current trends, this does not bode well for the future of any country naive enough to allow these Islamic, demon-possessed um, savages in. But more worrying is that they will be on the streets in a town or city near you very soon. Although I would hope to see all those who welcome them with open arms and even offer to house some of them in their own homes to honor their promises and step up and be counted, especially those with young families. Although for some reason I do not think this will now happen. Uh, and they show all these people, all these white people marching in the streets with big signs, refugees welcome, uh, and, and this is in Germany, and welcome asylum seekers and refugees and all these deluded people that have no, they, they have a clue now, but it's like, you know, this is what political correctness produces ultimately. A bunch of spineless jellyfish that are just basically willing to just lay over and, and allow themselves to, to have anything done to them at all, you know. Uh, it, it's better that the worst possible thing happens to you and your family than you not be politically correct and that you be accused of some type of hate crime or bigotry or prejudice. This is where the world's going. Um, anyway, so yeah, we have that. Um, and uh, this is all documented stuff here. This is not like we're making this up. This is There's several different video reports about it that I, I won't play... Um, and then we have Germany, Muslim sex crimes plaguing asylum centers, prepping Germany to become an Islamic state with the terror that goes along with it. The, and this is from a listener. She said, Dr. Johnson, they said that 70% of the asylum seekers are men. We need to pray for the true believers in Germany. Yeah, amen to that. Amen to that. 
Next report, Muslim invading migrants sue Berlin's main refugee center. They're suing them already. I mean, they just got into the country. They're, they're there illegally. But yet, these Muslim invading hordes are suing Berlin's main refugee center for the delays to welfare handouts. I mean, again, totally beyond comprehension. 100%. And then, and this is another listener, uh, Greg, and he says, what's needed to defend America? And uh, <laughs> he, uh, I don't know if I can play this clip or not. Okay, so my, my, my listener, Greg, a uh, good buddy of mine, said, sent me this, this uh, video, and it's called Burying Muslim Terrorists in Pigskin. And this is from a movie from probably the 50s, and it's, it's a guy... Uh, a military, um, it's about a three-minute clip, and I'm going to play it for you. And it's it's a military um, commander here talking to a chaplain of some sort. And he's he's asking, basically, they're in a quandary, how do we fight these people? How do we, uh, and I believe what we're in reference to here, um, potentially were Filipino Muslims uh that they're in reference to here and this is the conversation and what happens now obviously you'll have to watch it to actually see the um um uh, what's going on here but there's been there's been military commanders over time that have figured this out you said yourself it was a disease that medicine can't cure yes but there must be a cure if i only knew the achilles heel of the moral see a disease that medicine can't cure in other words it's a it's a disease of their mind okay muslims have a, uh, their minds are so darkened with sin, so infested with devils, and it's a disease. It's a disease of their soul. So what what do you do when you're dealing with somebody like that to get their attention? How do you get their attention? How do you how do you get them? Um, you know, uh, how do you play hardball with somebody like that? What he's afraid of. There must be something. There is something. The moral is not afraid to die, but he's mortally afraid of being buried in a pigskin. Okay, so he's talking, I believe, about, they call them the Moros. Um, we could just dub in the Muslims here, okay? I, I think that we're, t we're dealing with Filipino Muslims. Um, by the comments that I'm seeing below this, this video, um, but anyway. Pigskin. Ridiculous, isn't it? Bury him in a pigskin. But not to the moral. He believes it sends him straight to hell. Which is what Muslims believe. Done it. You've isolated the germ for me. A pigskin might be the salvation of my sang. I'd rather have the American army. Genus homo moro horimentado. So now they're bringing one of these moros, uh, who I guess you could refer, refer to as a Filipino Muslim. They're bringing one of these moros in front of a uh, whole bunch of other, I believe, um, I don't know if, if there's other moros in the crowd, but it's 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 they're they're using this as a demonstration. Get that pigskin. So he tells him to get the pigskin. Everybody, come here. I want to talk to you. So he's getting everybody in the camp to come over to him. The commander.
Everybody's gathering around. Come on, come on in closer. These are all his troops, and they look like Filipino troops that are working with him. And they're trying to find a way to battle this level of evil and debauchery. Because this is what you get when you get Islam. You get a level of evil and debauchery that is very, very hard to fight sometimes conventionally. This is what you were afraid of when the American soldiers went home. You were sad. And, he, and he's referring to this Moro, who I would refer to as a Muslim Filipino. And you should have been happy. Happy because this is your country. And if it's your country, you've got to protect it. But you never will as long as you're afraid of men like this. He thinks you're only fit for slaves. And that's because you act like slaves. Fear. See, the thing is, is when you capitulate and you give in to these types of devils, like they're doing in Germany and elsewhere, it's not like you're, you're winning their love or you're gaining their respect. All it, all it does is they, make, they hate you even more. Because you're looked upon as somebody with no backbone whatsoever, no convictions at all. Which, to them, just marks you as worse than an infidel. A backboneless, spineless infidel that they will impose their will on, and they will impose it on you and your family if they have the chance. In the most sadistic, brutal, um, sexual ways in regard to women and children especially. Has made your slaves. Take a look at him. If we were to cut him open... We find he only had one heart, one stomach, approximately 25 feet of intestines, no more or no less than you have. Then what makes him a better man? You, because you're afraid of him. I'll show you what you're afraid of. Yabo! He's bringing out the pigskin. So the guy's now he's afraid. He sees right. that pigskin. Now tell him we're gonna bury him in the pigskin. So now he's freaking out. Put him in it. They're acting like they're gonna put him in it. He's reduced to a little crying little devil baby. Oh, he's crying. He needs his Bob on Binky. Oh, he's begging for his life now. He's turned into a little driveling little devil that he is. Now look at him. Your brave moral. Your terrible warrior. Who won't let you work your rice fields. He's crying like a little baby. How can you be afraid of that worm crawling on the ground? Howling for mercy. Again, and, and what, do, what did we just have this week? What did I just go over? That ISIS, when threatened with Russia coming against them, and they're being bombed, and they're, they're having ground, what are they doing? They're cutting off their beards. They're, they're actually cutting off their beards and running for the hills like the cowards that they are. They're bullies. Bullies don't truly have backbone unless... They're around a whole bunch of other bullies and they can impose their will. They're cowards deep down. Okay? So this is just a great example of all of that. Begging for help. Get out of his skin because of the skin of a dead pig. Yeah. So, you know, I thought that, you know, that was a good thing to, uh, 
uh, to play there. And my, my listener says, what the moon god followers fear is pork. Get the bacon strips, the pork chops, the pig feet, the bacon grease, the pig blood. They're, they're definitely afraid of that as well, you know. Um, and and uh, so he wanted me to have, uh, he, he sent me that video and I wanted to play that for you. Um, another video or another report, Palestinian school children lessons. Muslim children are shown now. Uh, in Palestine, how to stab a Jew. That's part of their how a part of their curriculum now is how to stab a Jew. Palestinian Muslims run over, there's a video of this, they he runs over an elderly Jewish rabbi. I mean this guy goes off the road onto the sidewalk and runs in to this rabbi. You could see it plain as day. Then he gets out of the car and beats him to death with a crowbar. The guy had done nothing to him. He was standing there in the side of the road. The guy runs off the road. And then he gets out of the car and beats him with a crowbar. I thank God there were people there that, of course, ultimately the guy died, I guess, the rabbi. But <clears throat> somebody looked like, I don't know if he was shooting him or if he had a taser. I don't know. But they were fighting against him. You know, which, again, if you don't fight against this, and, and, and I mean, fight on your knees. But, but as a man, if you saw something like this, if you saw Muslims doing this stuff, if you saw them, you know, bullying and, and raping and killing, and I mean, you know, is it biblical just to sit by and watch it and do nothing, you know, and let them rape and steal them and let them kill? It's not biblical. You know, we're not called to be cowards about this kind of and let these 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 demon possessed bullies impose their will on planet earth while the new world order funds and trains them and enables them and then makes it illegal to say anything against it i will not stop saying anything against it i guarantee you that that's not gonna happen i mean they could take me off air and this and that but you know it ain't happening uh Anyway, Tennessee Muslims, this is the next report, used the Alinsky-like tactics in attacking parents and representatives. Um, a bill that would ban Islamic indoctrination in public schools. Um, and so they were, um, they, there's, the, these Muslims are, are coming at this now from a legal standpoint in America. And they are trying to ramrod through as much legislation or get things on the book that is going to just make it illegal to say anything against Islam or them imposing Sharia law. And they're just chipping away. They're chipping away. It's that stealth jihad. It's that. It's it's all part of jihad. Their their Islamic holy war. And this is the main. This is the main thing that the New World Order is using right now in order to. Um, sorry about that. In order to. Uh, impose their will on us it, it is the main tactic that is being used now to ultimately take away our rights and to subjugate us is islam it's their chosen um, method to do that so let's go further here um u.s next report u.s halted israeli arms transfer in nigeria to fight boko haram the um black islamic arm one of the one of the most savage uh, uh evil groups ever have have kidnapped massive amount of nigerian schoolgirls and, and and killed massive amounts of them and killed massive amounts of christians in the area in nigeria and the u.s um 
um, halted, the U.S. halted Israeli arms transfer to Nigeria to fight them. The U.S. stopped it. In other words, no, no weapons need to go to Boko, need to go to any group that's fighting Boko Haram. No, they need to go unfettered. Exactly. So what the U.S. is doing is there is if there's a group out there fighting them, they're going to, the U.S. is going to try to fight that group. If, if it, ha, it represents radical Islam in any way, shape or form, the U.S. will fight that group, will try to um, annihilate that group. Whereas if there's any arms transfers or if there's training of radical, radical Islam, if there's training of, of the most worst factions of Islam that are going after the Christians, the women and the children, the U.S. will be behind them every single time. It doesn't matter where it's at on the planet. So, the U.S. government has systematically become one of the greatest sources of evil on the planet. There, there is no arguing it anymore. There, there is no debate. I've just, the, this whole teaching has been, most of it's been devoted just to proving that, how bad it has actually gotten. And I wish I was exaggerating, but I'm not. Uh, then there's this report, um... American Muslim group attacks American sniper and demands that, uh, I guess, Clint Eastwood and Cooper denounce the fictional Islamophobia. You know why? Because Islam's not portrayed in a fair light in, in American sniper, evidently, because they're, they're good people. They really are. And again, we've documented how good they really are. And how dare. I, you know what? I'm as Islamophobic as you could pop, I am as prejudiced against that devil death group from the pit of hell as you can possibly be. And I will make no apologies for any of that. None. I will wear it proudly that I am against them. Because they are pure evil and I am against pure evil. The fear of the Lord um, is to hate evil. That's what the Bible says. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Obama threatens, the next report, Obama threatens to defund the military if we don't set the Muslim terrorists free. So that's another report you can read on. O Obama is so evil and so wicked and so vile that it just defies the imagination. And so obviously a Muslim as well. So obvious. He was brought up a Muslim. He he hates um, anything that is that that goes against Islam in any way. I mean, you just you can't even comprehend this garbage. You you just can't comprehend it. Um, then this next report: Obama will leave troops in Afghanistan when he leaves office. The lies are breathtaking. In reality. They will be protecting one of the CIA's main sources of revenue, which is narco-trafficking. The narcotics. I mean, we've guarded the opium poppy fields over there. It's been well-known. It's been on mainstream news, you know, and I mean, so, so that they can increase their opium production and flood America and flood elsewhere with that so they can bring people under the pharmacia, under all of that garbage as well. Production of the raw material, opium poppies, is at a record levels in the world's main production area of Afghanistan. And that's since we've been went, went in there and we've started guarding and protecting those opium fields. This is how wicked and evil our government is. Decades earlier, the CIA ran the narco trade out of the Golden Triangle in Laos. 
during the Vietnam War? Have people forgotten that? Have they also forgotten that the cocaine trade out of the Columbia during the Iran-Contra uh, in the 80s when Clinton and them were flying in flying into Mena, Arkansas on, on C-14 transports, flying it right into Arkansas? Clinton was totally behind all that. Just watch. It's called the Clinton Chronicles. goes over all of that. And, and now the guy, one of the main guys in the Clinton Chronicles, or one of the things, um, he's been interviewed a lot by Alex Jones lately, coming out with all of this regarding them. I have no more time for this part. I have to go to part uh, two. So God bless you, and we will see you in part two. Scott Johnson's 1,000 plus audio teachings and PDF documents are available for free 24-7 on the internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-N-D-I-N-G-F-O-R-T-R-U-T-H.com. In addition, we also offer a free Christian current event and health email newsletter. You can sign up at contendingfortruth.com. These email newsletters typically only generate about three to six emails per month if you subscribe to both lists. Please prayerfully help us to continue this work. For mail correspondence or to support this ministry, our mailing address is Scott Johnson, 2359 Highway 70, Southeast, number 321, Hickory, NC, 28602. Or on the internet, a PayPal donation link can be found at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.